Oh, hello everybody. Welcome to Spoken Sports, episode three. Sorry that we're so late. Had a very eventful weekend last week. It is February 23rd, 2020. 8.05 right now. Dad, are you ready? I'm ready. What are we talking about? Let's start off with some spring training. Okay. Um, baseball season is just getting started. Spring training is starting this week. Started mm-hmm. yesterday, I think. Yep, games started. Games started yesterday. Big names, players like Altuve and Trout start tomorrow. Yep. Nobody important today. Not going to list the names. Yeah. Um, yeah, had a funny thing happen today where Zach Grinke reported to a camp and didn't realize that he could wait as long as he did. He said that if he would have known he could have waited longer years before, he would have done it. So he's, you know, in his own little way. Uh, spring training is fun. It's a time of year when everybody thinks that they can win it all. Uh, Marlins fans are feeling really good at 2-0. and uh, out of the gate with their double A squad against uh, other people's double A squads, so so it, whatever. So hope springs eternal. Everyone thinks they're in it right now, but mm. reality is these games mean nothing, and it's just guys out there getting reps. Uh, even was listening to a another podcast where a former manager was talking about how. There, it's really about the number of pitches you throw and the types of pitches you throw. You might even see a guy who goes out in the second inning of a start and he'll just throw uh, nothing but curveballs because he's just working on the field for that pitch. So he's not really trying to get hitters out. He's just working on that pitch. And it's just getting up to game speed. So it's not super competitive baseball, but it is baseball nonetheless, which makes me uh, happy. I've been a bit strange, you know, because, I mean, I've made no apologies for it, but I'm an Astros fan, so... It's been quite an interesting offseason for us, needless to say. But, you know, still ready for baseball, still my favorite thing. And uh, and going forward, a lot of position battles, a lot of uh, fourth and fifth starter battles. I'll tell you right now, the way best way to know if your team is going to be any good or not is if you've got a guy fighting it out to get the number one or the number two starter spot in your rotation, you got a bad baseball team. If you got a guy, if, you, if half of your starting lineup is battling for positions, that's a bad baseball team. Uh, most of the good baseball teams already kind of know where their guys are going to be, with the exception of a few bench pieces, a few uh, bullpen arms, and maybe a fifth starter. But other than that, the the teams that are really interesting to watch during these times, the position battles and whether these prospects are going to break camp or not, uh, those teams in the long run are probably not going to be very good teams. But anyway. You, you mentioned that... T- Every single fan from every single team thinks they have a chance to win it all. Mm-hmm. With the Marlins out 2-0, and I mean, their fans are excited about in like five years when they're actually going to be good again. They could be, they could be decent again pretty soon. Uh, they, they tend to, I mean, baseball tends to ebb and flow, and it just depends on how they draft and their personnel. That's how you build a team. Uh, these days, you can't go out and just buy one. Uh, that's, that doesn't work anymore. Uh, but, yep, spring training's here, so you'll get a lot of baseball talk now because that is by far my favorite sport. Uh, 
the hockey is a distant second. I love hockey, but baseball is my favorite. Uh, so you'll get a lot of that. We'll get to the fantasy baseball draft around March fifteenth. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to talk a little bit about. He, I'm going to let Quinlan uh, co-manage a little bit on my team. He's not going to get to make a lot of choices, but uh, I've been in a keeper league for a few years, and uh, it's kind of an important year because I got a my, my salary is a little out of a little out of whack with my players, so I'm going to let him help me out in my draft planning and try and figure out. Um, how we're going to go out and try to take this league by storm and stop finishing right in the middle of the league every year. Tenth place. Yeah, well, no, tenth place was two years ago. Last year I finished in, uh, finished in like eighth. But it's just right there in the middle. We'll see what happens. So we'll talk about that probably uh, probably in our next episode a little bit. So on, onward. So the XFL is still a thing. <laughs> Extreme Football League and the future we plan to have some cool sound effects behind that extreme football league thing. The, the X is for extreme, as <laughs> Homer Simpson once said. And uh, we had, um, we had a, a big, a, some big changes in the standings this week, I guess. I mean, it's, I'm not, still not totally sure. The only thing I know is the Houston Roughnecks are really, really good. Um, June Jones, you know, they rose him, he rose, rises from the dead to leave this, to lead this team. Uh, it was really funny to watch the matchup this week, you had the head coach, the Roughnecks, uh, June Jones, against uh, the Jerry Glanville, who was the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay, and they were both in the Oilers coaching system at one point in time, and in, in a long, long time ago. So that was that was an interesting matchup. I still, I mean, the football product is good when the game is close. It's good when the team is good. I've got to give the Roughnecks a pretty good watch. They're pretty good. Um, Dallas was, they were okay to watch. I mean, I, we watched a little bit of that. What did you think of that one? I don't know. Go on. Brief interruption. Sorry. Um, I, don't, I don't really have any thoughts about the Roughnecks except for they're extremely mediocre. The Roughnecks are mediocre or Dallas? Dallas, I think. Dallas Renegades. Renegades. Yeah, the the Renegades are. Um, I don't know. Landry Jones. Um, he, he, you know, you want to like that guy. He just he looks like he just looks like a guy who just rolled in like the like Keanu Reeves and the replacements and just says, "Yep, yeah, I'll quarterback this team," and he just goes out there and slings it. And, uh, and he, had, he had a, yeah, he had a pretty good game last uh, uh, the other day, so that was pretty good. Uh, the Battle Hawks, the home of all the former Cornhuskers, had a good week. And uh, the D.C. Tavenders, they were supposed to be good, I guess. I think. <laughs> they I was, they I was got murdered by the L.A. Wildcats, 39-9. to uh, Battle Hawks also beat the Guardians, 29-9. to Yeah, New York is not good at football, typically. Um, not. Ask the Jets and the Giants. Yeah, so right now, anyway. The Giants, well, I'll give it to you. The Giants have a couple... Have more Super Bowls than the Texans do, so I'm not gonna talk too much trash. But, <laughs> of course they do. But the uh, yeah, the LA Wildcats are uh, for real. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but the Roughnecks are for real. I, I guess they're three and zero. So we'll see. We'll see when they actually play somebody. I'm not good. sure any of this is really real <laughs> yet. I'm still trying to figure out how much of this is legit anyway. But you know, we're getting there. Um, Moving on, we don't have a ton of topics because there's not much uh, going on. 
Uh, even that's why we haven't had a lot of stuff to talk about. So, but the stars have had a lot of games, and as you know, that's something we watch constantly. Uh, we have not talked to you since the Ottawa game, where they fell uh, four to three in overtime. And uh, I thought we talked to you guys since then. No, we haven't. We haven't. No, we haven't. Now Arizona, that was a win. Uh, three to two, very nice, up and down, solid three two win. And you, and if you watch the stars, you get you can probably guess what they won, three to two. Yeah, we okay. We actually got out a calculator because we're a bunch of nerds <laughs> and checked out how many uh, three to two or two to one games the stars have won this year. And out of all the games they've played, forty percent of their games have either been three to two or two to one. So it feels kind of like a like a thing, I guess. Uh, they have a just in February alone. They have a three to two loss, a three to two win, a three to two win, three to two win, and a two to one win today. So that just seems kind of like it's a thing. It's like um, it's like the opponent goes out and scores two, we'll score three. If the opponent goes out and scores five, we'll score six. Right. But we always score one, just one more than the opponent does. Yeah, they only had one win this year. Okay, so they had they only had one win in the month of February that was by more than one goal. I don't know if that's good or bad, but well, take that back. They had two. They had one against the Rangers, but I think that was an empty netter. And but. You know, I digress. So they've come out. They beat Arizona. Arizona's a feisty little team. Scrappy. Jamie nearly gets himself uh, suspended with a you know, very questionable hit on Oliver ekman Larson. I mean, obviously, we're fanboys, so we're probably – our immediate thought was, you know, it was clean. Everybody just – you know, he just turned and all that. I don't know. I mean, the more I watched it, it did look like it was an ejectable hit. And, you know, the, and I think Jamie would, uh, would agree with that. Um, it good. looked a lot from di- from one angle. It looked head to boards. From other angles, it looked shoulder to boards. Yeah, this is a good hard fought win though. It's uh, wins or wins, especially at this point. With we're only three points. Well, wait, we're currently one point out. No, two points out of first. If the Blues win, if the Blues lose, I'll check standings in a second. Well, speaking of the Blues, the next game was against the uh, the Blues, and that did not go so great. Uh, yeah, that was ugly. Yeah, that one. Uh, they looked beat from the jump. the The Blues have a little bit of a um, stylistic advantage over the Stars. They the Stars want to play neutral zone trap, and they want to do all of those kinds of things against the Blues. But it doesn't really work as great with them because they're. Um, their philosophy seems to be to shoot the puck at the net and then scramble like crazy and hope you score and just create a lot of chaos. And that was driving the Stars just absolutely crazy Friday night. They're going to have to make them some adjustments. They did the same thing in the game they came back and won in St. Louis, and the Stars kind of eked out a win in that one. But if that's that's really a dangerous play, dangerous way to live if you're like, the Stars. Like they're playing the St. Louis Blues, one of the most physical teams in hockey. I mean, probably besides the Predators. But go out there, you're a fast team. Yanmark. Speaking of Yanmark, he had like four breakaways mm-hmm. in the game today. You got guys like Yanmark, guys like Rope, guys like Guryanov. You got a lot of speed on the team and. Use that speed to your advantage with the Blues, like the physical team. Mm-hmm. Just like when they go to hit you, just fall down yep. as they try and hit you because they'll fall down too. 
and then you you guys can just turn on the Jets. Hmm. Well, speaking of Yanmark, yeah, he he added four more AGs to his total this year. Those are almost goals. Um, that's uh, Yanmark's the league leader in almost goals. He is league leader in almost goals. Um, he just I mean, he goes in there, but you know he just seems to have so much speed sometimes that. Um, He's just not picking out the right spots to shoot at. If if he is such a spark plug, and it, it's amazing how often he ends up in the behind the defense skating in, shooting it right at the goalie's well, chest. Well, today he hit it right off the right off the pad. It was an idea. He's just, I mean, but he is a great addition. Going from almost not being able to play anymore because of the knee injury he had to the being the guy that he is now. It's pretty incredible. But was uh, squeezed out a win against the, the Blackhawks, even though they spent the entire second period on the penalty kill. It felt like it. I saw that Denis Gurionov had one shift on, uh, on offense, one shift in the entire second period because of how much they were on the penalty kill. Uh, and it did its job. It, it, they gave up one goal, but... Overall, the penalty kill did its job, kept him in the game. Sagan scores that nice little goal from in tight. Corey Perry knocks the puck out of the air. That was pretty pretty sweet little but stick work. Bunted it right. Yeah, to he him. just bunted it at him, and then he scores, and and then uh, they would then Doby withstands the storm at the end, and that's that's how that game went. This week they've got a, they've got three games coming up, all on the road. They've got Carolina on Tuesday. Uh, Speaking of Carolina, how about that? Uh, did you see the video of the emergency goalie coming in and <laughs> winning? See, Hurricanes win six to three against with against the Maple Leafs with an emergency backup goalie. Yeah, that was it. Was a really cool story. It's always fun to watch those kinds of things in sports. Seven out, seven out of nine. Say no. Only, Eight yeah. out of ten. Yeah, he he had he. I think he stopped seven of nine. I think he faced nine shots. Is what he said. I am. Um, um, me and Daddy were expecting like the ki- you know the hurricanes when they win off home they do that little celebration thing. I we were pretty sure the emergency goalie was gonna ask to do like a storm surge or something because that's like a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. I'll tell you the the fun part was I found his uh, I found his wife's Twitter account and watching her. Uh, live tweet while he was out there was quite hilarious. I can't repeat a lot of what she said, but let's just say she was really, really excited. Uh, so Carolina Tuesday, and then they go to Boston on Thursday. That will be a very tough game. Um, they are very, very good at home. Very, very good at home. So that's going to be a battle. game in the standings. That's going to be a battle. And then they have uh, another game against St. Louis, but this time on the road. Uh, that's another important points uh, points game. They cur- currently sit at 78 points, which is two behind St. Louis for the uh, division and uh, one point behind Colorado for second. So Central's super tight uh, until you, I mean, at least in the top three. Winnipeg's at 69 points uh, and they're in the fourth position. So they're really kind of a distance away. Uh, Nashville's kind of surging a little bit, trying to get into the playoff picture, but... Uh, overall, uh, stars are sitting pretty good as far as getting into the playoffs right now. It's more about uh, playoff positioning and trying to host uh, that first series instead of uh, play on the road for four of those games. Get that game seven at home. You want that game seven at home if you can. Um, but you'd prefer not to have the game seven at yep. all. 
the trade deadline coming up. Uh, the only guys we saw that were interesting, they, they've been linked to Joe Thornton. Stars don't have a lot of money to work with, and that's going to be a bit of a problem. But they've got that Martin Hansel uh, long-term injury money. That's really all they can work on work with. And so, wait, Martin Hansel still a star? Technically, but he doesn't. He can't play because of his injury. How long has he been injured? Like? He's he's not gonna. He's probably done career-wise. The the type of injury he has. So he's probably he his career is probably over. But they have him under contract, so he has to be on the long-term uh, disabled list. And so they can use that money to sign uh, people. And they that's why they would be able to afford a guy like Thornton or the guys who's from Detroit whose name we really had a hard time saying. We'll just call him Andreas. Andreas. Um, he, he, was, he, was, he was linked to. He's he's a nice offensive player. Um, hard to tell what kind of a defensive system player he can be because Detroit really, I'm not totally sure they have a defensive system. I think it's just go out there and pray. Because he's trying to score goals, hopefully yeah, you can beat him in a shootout. Because he's a whopping minus forty-five on the season, and uh, Detroit is minus one hundred eight on the goal differential Yikes. for the season. They're uh, they're what you would call not good at hockey. Uh, the ultimate insult would be if they do all of this terrible hockey playing and still don't get the number one thing next year <laughs> because of the lottery. I think that would be really really tough for them. That would be devastating. Yes. Um, should we... We just uh, talked about the Central Division a little bit and talked about the Blues with how tight the Central is. Um, I think the Blues are going to struggle a little bit considering uh, Bowmeister with the oh, yeah. recent heart attack just randomly on the bench. Yeah, I mean... Things, things are. I mean, we we saw this uh, as fans when you were um, when you were younger, when you were just learning to play hockey. When with Rich Peverly, uh, we were supposed to be at that game. I ended up not going uh, for some reason, but uh, he. Um, it was. I mean, I remember that. That was a really scary situation. I, I know Jay wants to play again. I know when right after when Rich. Uh, talked about him wanting to play again, but it just reality set in for him. I mean, I know at that time, uh, one of his kids was in hockey academy with you, so Rich would come and uh, come to those practices and hang out and talk to parents and things like that. Really, like top notch, super nice guy, and you could just kind of tell that that was his priority. What are those? Where's that family? And um, you know, and he. I, th- I think he made the right call for him, and and Jay will make the right call for him himself as well, whatever that may be. But that is definitely a scary thing. And as I've talked to Quinlan a lot, uh, he's a sports fanatic like me. Um, sometimes you got to put some of these things in perspective, and always remember that you know it's these are regular people out there playing a game that for our enjoyment, and they're trying to win at all costs, and they're putting their bodies on the line. But it's important to remember that it is ultimately part of their life, not their complete life. Their their families and the people that love them uh, matter. That's you know it's ultimately sports, not um, it's not on the on the playing field of, of life and death. And you don't want to see anybody get hurt uh, or put their lives on the line like that. Especially so. a guy that like 
that plays for a team that there's just nothing you, more you want to see than Jamie Benn just rock one of their players. Yeah. But, I mean, then again, once, like, heart attack on the bench, I know I hate the Blues, but, like, I got to be. That, that's not one of those moments it's like, oh, oh well. No, you got to remember they're human and they're people and that they're a competitor. And I think you learn that more from you playing sports is that the guys on the other team, they're your opponent. They're not your enemy. There's a difference. Um, I think in society we need to learn that a little bit more is that the difference between an opponent and an enemy, they're not the same thing. Enemies you try to destroy, opponents you try to beat in a, in a fair fight, a fair match. Um, or not, or even not, even not fair in some cases, but it's still not the same thing as trying to uh, ruin them. Um, it's a little bit of a different vibe to that, and that's uh, I think that's important for, for us to remember. So hopefully Jay gets better, and Jay can end up uh, either playing more, if that's what the doctors clear him to do and what he feels like he can do, or, or not, but... You know, we're grateful for, for all those guys that go out there and play hard and give everything they've got and, um, you know, for our entertainment. Because, and for, you know, they love to play it, but we get the joy and the privilege to watch these guys. So we're grateful for them. Yeah. Uh, not much left. That's all we had planned to talk about. Um, we will see you guys next weekend. Hopefully we'll do two episodes next weekend to catch up, but we will see you guys next weekend. Uh, Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody.